Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug with an opportunity to catch up with Lydia McLaughlin, designer, author, managing editor of Luxury Men's Magazine, Nobleman, and former star of Bravo's hit series, The Real Housewives of Orange County, as well as in 2020 on Bravo TV, the digital series Glitter Town with her mom. We're going to focus on a brand new book, and we are looking for joy, and the book is Joyful. Lydia, thank you so much for making time. Yay! Hi, Judd. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity. Um, I guess, first things first, since reality TV and everything is kind of like where people know you as, um, what was that experience like to be on, quote-unquote, reality TV? Or better said, how much <laughs> reality is on the TV? It actually is really real. I always say that um, it's they kind of create unrealistic situations for you. So maybe it wouldn't be necessarily someone you would normally hang out with or like they put you on a trip or have you do things that you wouldn't normally do, Mm -hmm. but they never like give you a line to say. It's always you in that situation. So your opinions, what you choose to say, um, how you choose to be is is totally real. So it was actually more real than I expected when I um, signed on to to do the show. I was kind of like, well, it's probably really dramatic, and then once the cameras go off, everyone's like friends, and they are laughing, but it, that was not the case at all. They definitely have their feelings, and once the cameras go off, maybe it's even worse, so um, it was a great experience, though. I, I honestly am so grateful for it. I feel like God chose me to do that show and has given me a platform, and like anything in life, um, you know, when we're obedient to the calling God has on our life. I just think you can see his fingerprints um, for years and years to come, which is even right now in this conversation with you, those doors opened because I was on a reality show. So it's become part of my ministry. That's awesome. Well, I guess speak a little bit to that from the standpoint of we don't often associate believers with reality TV shows, some of the stereotypical cat fights or whatever else. What was it like and how were you accepted by the cast and crew for being a light? Um, well, I don't know if they, if some of them would call me a light. They, I mean, like anything, they can take your faith and try to twist it or, you know, use that against you. But nothing as new is under the sun. Um, but I just believe if you are um, called into a situation, God equips you. And just having, like, knowing that promise and knowing um, that you're on, like, a ministry field, it kind of makes any persecution or anything that comes up, like, worth it. And it just gives you a sense of peace and strength. And I think that anyone can apply that to any kind of platform that they're given or like mission field that they're given. Definitely when I was like, got the call to do Real Housewives, there was people in my life that kind of didn't understand that. Even my pastor was like a reality show. Oh my gosh, the Real Housewives. Cause I was like leading Bible studies and, um, kind of, you know, one of an elders in our church, and now all of a sudden I'm saying I want to go on The Real Housewives. There's definitely a stigma that comes with that. So it's like, wait, I don't understand how you would fit in there. 
But um, I just, I really believe that God calls people to all different corners of the world. And um, it, it honestly is amazing to to see the women that have watched that show and feel like they know me. And so therefore they want to read a book that I've written or they're curious about my faith. Like I have seen God use that show um, in my life to be a light to others. Even even like right after the show aired, I, I, I showcased my mom a lot. And I had a woman come up to me at the mall when I was with my mom. And she started crying and was like, seeing your relationship really made me forgive my mom. And it was really healing for me. And, all, and just started crying to us, like pouring our heart out. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, God, like, you're so good. Thank you for the fact that I got to meet her and she got to share her story with my mom and I was like a really beautiful moment. And I just believe if God's calling you into something and even if it doesn't make sense to, if you know, aligns with scripture and it's to be a light, I just believe he wants us to shine. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. Very true. Very true. Well, let's talk about Joyful here. What was the desire uh, behind writing the book, and and what is your hope that people take away from it? Yay! Thanks. Um, well, yeah. So I um on everyone's on Instagram, so I'm on Instagram. Oc Lydia, woo woo, <laughs> and <laughs> and I was leading Bible studies on my Instagram, so I would do Instagram lives for anybody could listen, and I just got an overwhelming um, response in my DM from women that from all over that were like, "You understand the Bible, and I'm intimidated by it, or you make it make sense to me." Um, I would love it if, you know, you did these every day or what's a Bible study I could get? What's a devotional I could get? So after getting so many, I was like, you know what? I'm going to write one and have them. I'm going to say, get mine. And so that was really kind of the mission that I had. And I wrote a Bible study first because I love Bible study. I love God's Word. His Word has transformed my life. I believe you apply it to today and that it's the Word of God and that um, it can just transform you. I've seen it in my own life. And so um, I wrote a Bible study, and the response I got from all the publishers was, no one's going to read your Bible study if... um, if you're not like a Bible teacher and you're not, mm. you're not a Bible teacher, you're a reality star, but some people might read your devotional. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually took the de- Bible study and I made it into a devotional and it's been really successful. It's been really cool because I think the devotional is easy. Instead of reaching for your phone in the morning, you can reach for the devotional. It's very quick. It's easy to understand. It's one verse. We unpack that verse for the day. There's like a challenge and a prayer. Um, so it's just to set our mindset, I, I, you know, to be focused on God. I really believe in kind of little things can have huge impacts on our life. And so this is something little that you can add to your daily walk with God that really will transform you. And I believe, you know, I love that idea, Doug, that um, faith, we can increase our faith by hearing the Word of God and that our faith pleases God. So some people are like, I I just struggle. I don't believe or I've lost my faith. And I would say to them, be in the Word of God. Like, that's what the Bible says, is your faith increases when you hear the Word of God. How can we hear the Word of God? We can we can be in, in a Bible study. We can have a devotional every day. Just open your Bible, be in God's Word, and that increases our faith. Well, the title, Joyful, a lot of times will make me also think of the word happy, and I think it's important to differentiate between the two because people feel like, well, what do you mean? You're not happy all the time, but you can be joyful all the time. A- 
men, yes. Our happiness, obviously, when we're around family or at a great dinner, I mean, happiness is fleeting, but the joy of the Lord lasts forever. And there, I've had, it was so ironic because I've had the hardest one in my life. My mom has been sick and she's, she's actually doing great, but Mm. she, you know, had to go to the hospital. I had to walk with her through that. And, um, and here I am writing this book about joy, but it was kind of like a God wink because you can be joyful in hard situations because no one can, can steal our joy because our joy is in the Lord and his promises are everlasting. And so if we focus on those, when the storms of life come, you can't, um, rock your boat because you've built your life on a rock, which is Jesus. So I, re- I mean, all of those things, I know we've heard them, but they, they're real and people say them over and over again because it's the reality of this life if we choose to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Well, you mentioned um, uh, Instagram and social media and all that, so talk to us a little bit about uh, balancing that. I think sometimes that can be all-consuming, but like anything, Mm -hmm. any tool used in the right way, it's a positive. Oh, 100%. I just really believe in boundaries in your life and you know, we're not supposed, everything can can be good. We're not supposed to be mastered by anything. And so I have boundaries with my Instagram. I have an alert that comes up. I'm only allowed to, I only allow myself to spend a certain amount of time a day on it and really to use it as a ministry and use it as work. My husband and I have a magazine called Nobleman. And in today's, you know, so climate and business and socially, you need to have um, a website and you need to have a social media account. So we can't hide our heads in the sand and just not want to be, you know, part of the world. We're called to be in the world. We're just not of this world. And so to be focused on Jesus um, and not be kind of swayed through Instagram. And and for me, I, I've unfollowed people. I've muted people, even if like a friend is triggering to me, like, oh, she's always on vacation. And why am I not, mm. you know, okay, I'm going to mute mute her so I'm not seeing it because it's triggering, it's causing me to compare, it's making me, it's stealing that joy out of my life. So I just believe everyone has different struggles and, to, and it's important to know what yours are and that's how you can battle them, not to be scared or um, in denial about it. And so a social media, like you said, can be a great tool and it can be inspiring. And, you know, I love, I just posted today, um, there was this beautiful kind of video with a verse about how the, uh, faith of the paralyzed, the faith of the friends of the paralyzed man saved him. And so like how important friendships are. And so I got to tag some of the girls that I just feel like their faith really elevates mine. So obviously there's some beautiful things that we can see on Instagram, but of course there's like a comparison and you can get into, especially in COVID, like it's a lot of negativity can come, you know, from Instagram. So just being wise and setting boundaries is so important. I believe it. I'm a big fan of boundaries. Um, Another thing I think a lot of people struggle with uh, is anxiety. How do we combat anxiety or even feeling overwhelmed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's um, a great book, um, Anxious for Nothing by Max Lucado, which I totally recommend. Um, So if you're going to buy two books, buy that one and my (laughs) joyful book. (laughs) But um, the basis of it is not not to be anxious about anything. And I do believe that it's a lie. Um, Just 
right now there's so much anxiety and that people just kind of have accepted that, like that that's the way that we're supposed to live, but we're not supposed to live that way. Like God created us with a sound mind, with a powerful spirit. And so, and, and a lot of times even social media, I believe can bring on anxiety because we're seeing that like the world is going to end and look at all these horrible things that are wrong. And you really can go down like a negative spiral. So again, protecting our mind and protecting our thoughts and being in God's word. But I just, I don't, don't believe that we were that we were meant to be anxious. God gave us a strong, sound spirit and mind, and so to claim that for ourselves and to really know verses that speak into that and to cast out anxiety, um, I believe that we have the power to do that through the Holy Spirit living in us. And so to kind of instead of focusing on our problems and repeating our problems, even in our prayer life, you know, you can say, "God, I." I need a new job. I need a new job. Instead of repeating the problem over and over, I believe it's important to repeat our promises over and over and to recite how big God is. So all of a sudden, if we shift our prayer life to be, instead of saying, these are all my problems, we can say, God, these are my problems, but you're a big God. You tell me that you're faithful. You say that you have plans for me. So if we know these verses that he has spoken over us, we start to recite those. Then we will walk not in fear or anxiety, but we'll walk in the promises that God has in our life. Amen. I mean, for me, my, my favorite verse has always been the Philippians 4 verse about not being anxious about anything. And I love the end of that part because it talks about bringing all your requests to God. And the payoff is not he's solving all your problems. Mm. The payoff is the peace that passes yeah. all understanding will guard your heart and mind. Because sometimes you can't do anything about your situation in the moment, but you can mm. always use peace uh, in the midst of that. And that's what I love about that promise. It is. It's so good. It's like Paul wrote, you know, I have been in want and need and I have had plenty and I have learned contentment, kind of the same thing that it's not something that we just experience because we believe in Jesus. It's something we really do have to learn. And so we can be content and, and have that peace in any situation, but it's, it's through surrender and it's through focusing and shifting our focus, not on our problems, but on our problem solver. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Lydia McLaughlin is here. The book is Joyful. Um, I had another question about reality, but before that, I didn't want to leave anything unsaid off the book. Is there anything that we need to make sure to touch base on? Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. No, I love talking about the Lord. And I mean, it is my desire for women, particularly, just to fall in love with God's Word. And so this book just came as an overflow out of that desire. And I just believe that we can walk in freedom, that we can be heaven on earth, and that um, that's through Christ shining through us. So we need to know the promises in order to live a, a life of freedom. Love it. Love it. Well, the last question was just going to be curious if you see yourself returning to the reality TV world, or is there such a thing, I'm, I'm ignorant here, a Christian reality <laughs> TV show? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a tra trailblazer, so it, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's my future. I will, I, I'll do a Christian reality show. Let's go for it, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. 